today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle. So notice here how important vision is. I love talking about vision. It, it's, it's vitally important to living, and particularly living the way God wants you to live. God doesn't want us just existing. I quit just existing a long time ago. The vision that I want you to catch tonight is for the maximum. Maximum results, the highest level attainable. Now listen to the, uh, another translation says, where there is no prophetic oracle from God, the people cast off restraint. Where there is no prophetic oracle from God. That's the reason why every October I spend quality time with the Lord to receive that prophetic oracle. Now, a prophetic oracle is designed to create vision. Are you still here? When you study the prophets in the Old Testament, when God used them as his mouthpiece to speak to the people, spoke prophetically to them, it was God's way of creating a vision in them. When he talked about going to the promised land, he wanted them to see themselves reaching the promised land. He even told them what the promised land would be like. Well, he was creating a vision. That's what a prophetic oracle from God is about. Now, today we would call it a rhema from God, a specific word from God. And it's designed by God to create vision on the inside of you. For instance, you've I've probably told this here in the past, but it's very fitting to what I'm endeavoring to get across to you tonight. When I, when I first came to the Lord in 1969, uh, in February of 69, uh, I owned an automotive business at the time. I shut my business down, began preparing for full-time ministry. And the Lord said to me, I want you to journal everything I say to you. Write it down. And so I began keeping journals of everything the Lord would say to me. I have journals in my archives dating back 54 years. And so this one, this, this, this first year that I'm walking with the Lord, serving the Lord and preparing for full-time ministry, we had uh, an, a watch night service at the church that Carolyn grew up in that I'm now attending. And I'd, I'd never been to a watch night service. I didn't know what it was. So I asked Carolyn, I said, what is a watch night service? She said, well, we're going to have service all night and bring in the new year. I said, all night? She said, yes. I said, you're kidding. We're going to church all night? She said, yes, all night. Well, I wasn't particularly excited about that until she said what they were going to do. And so I asked her, I said, well, what are we going to do all night? She said, well, there are a number of ministers in the church that's their church. They're members of the church. And Pastor Moore will have each one of them give what she called a sermonette, about 15 minutes each. And said, uh, and then the choir will sing a lot of songs. They were, the choir was known all over the city as one of the most amazing uh, choirs uh, in, in the city. They'd won a lot of awards. The pianist, uh, she had studied piano with Van Clavern and, and Van Clavern. 
and uh, was an amazing pianist. And so she said, they're going to sing a lot. And then uh, Brother Moore has a, invited a, a man that he considers to be a prophet of God to be our keynote speaker, and he'll bring in the new year. So once I knew what was going to happen, I was excited about my first watch night service. And so the guest speaker, he, they did everything Carolyn said they'd do, and then they turned it over to the guest speaker. And he had a powerful word that night. And then he said, now the Lord has, has told me in my prayer time today to lay hands on every man in this service. And he said, I may have a word from God for you, or I may not, but at least I'm going to lay hands on every man. So every man in the church, get up and form a line around the walls of the church. And then I'm going to stand here and Pastor Moore is going to stand opposite me and you're going to come and stand between us and we're both going to lay hands on you and I'll either have a word for you or I'll just pray for you. Then you keep moving and the next person gets in line. So I thought, well, this will certainly bring in next year. <laughs> it's about 150 guys in that line, you know. And so I'm way back here and I'm just waiting my time. And he did prophesy over some of them, had a word of knowledge for some of them, laid his hands on all of them and, and some of them, that's all he did. And then finally, it's my time. And so I walk up here and the prophet lays his hands on the right side of my head. Pastor Jack Moore lays his hands on the left side of my head. And the prophet says, airplanes, airplanes, airplanes. And Pastor Moore said, yes, Jerry, fly, fly, fly. I don't have a clue what that means. So I started to walk off. The prophet said, no, 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 young man, come back. There's more. So I went back. They laid their hands on me again. The prophet said, airplanes, airplanes, airplanes. Brother Moore said, oh yeah, Jerry, fly, fly, fly. I still don't have a clue what that means. So I walked off again. No, 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 come back, come back. Airplanes, airplanes, airplanes. Fly, fly, fly. So I just stood there and said, you can go now. So I went back and sat next to Carolyn. I said, what did all that mean? She said, sounds like to me, boy, you're going to spend the rest of your life in airplanes, airplanes, airplanes. You're going to fly, fly, fly. <laughs> well, the only time I'd ever flown, they, sent, they flew me to Fort Dix, New Jersey. And when I got through with my time, they flew me back to Shreveport, Louisiana. That's the only time I'd ever been in airplanes. And now the prophet and the pastor says, airplanes, 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 and fly, fly, fly will be my future. What that prophetic oracle from God was creating a vision. Okay? Now, I got home and I went into my guest bedroom that where I had been studying the word and I got that journal out and I wrote those words down and dated it. And then I asked the Lord, what does this mean? And here's what he said. There will come a time in your life and ministry that you will not be able to fulfill what I've called you to do without airplanes. Start believing for them now when you don't need them and when you need them, they'll be there. Then he added this, and I don't want you ever flying airplanes with debt on them. Believe for them debt free. I wrote that shaking because everything I had, I was in debt. The house had payments. The car had payments. The truck had payments. The television set had payments. 
we still owed three notes on the broom. I mean, everything we owned, <laughs> there was debt. And now God's talking debt-free airplanes? Only God. I wrote it down. And so eventually I started getting invitations to come and speak in different Bible studies and so forth. And then Brother Copeland decided that he couldn't live without me and wanted me to move to Fort Worth and come to work for him, okay? <laughs> and so we moved to Fort Worth. One of the places I preached in Bible studies was Texacana several times. And so uh, uh, we moved to Fort Worth. And then Brother Copeland had at that time a little Skylane, Cessna Skylane, single engine airplane. And we're just flying that little thing around, you know, and... Uh, and then later he believed for a Cessna 310, a twin engine. And then while I'm still working for him, he believed for a Cessna 414, pressurized cabin, you know, higher and faster and, and so forth. So I, I watched him do this all those three years that I worked for him. Okay. Now, as a result of it, I got the bug wanting to learn how to fly. So I started taking flying lessons. And then eventually, uh, at the end of 1973, I left his ministry as an employee and launched out into my ministry. And, and I hit the ground running. I mean, there was, there was no, no time for resting. I mean, I couldn't get to all the places I was invited to preach. Because last year, I worked for Brother Copeland. I did all his morning services. And people would become aware of my ministry. And so when they found out that I had launched out into my own ministry, they started inviting me to come all over the country. Now I need an airplane because I can't get to all the places I'm invited to preach. So I've got that journal out where I wrote in there, airplanes, 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 fly, fly, fly. There'll come a time when you will not be able to fulfill what I've called you to do without airplanes in your ministry Start believing for them now when you don't need them. And when you need them, they'll be there. And I want you to believe for them debt free. I held that journal up. I said, God, this is what you said in uh, January the 1st, 1970, coming into the new year. That's right. Amen. That created a vision in me. And now I need an airplane. And I just simply reminded him of what he said. Okay, and my first airplane manifested debt-free, a little Cessna 310 uh, in 1975. So from 1970 to 75, five years later, my first debt-free airplane. That was 11 debt-free airplanes ago. Hallelujah. Amen. And if, if, if you want to know the story of my life, in fact, I told Carolyn, if I go by way of the grave before the appearing of Jesus, I want you to put on my tombstone, airplanes, 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 fly, 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 because that'd be the story of my life. Amen. So notice a prophetic oracle from God is designed to create vision. It's designed to create vision. And without a vision, the people come to nothing. When you stop dreaming, you start dying. When you no longer have a vision, something that motivates you, something that propels you forward, just like Pastor Mac talking about uh, the global church planting. 
That's, that's what's propelling them forward. He, he'll never stop being the pastor here. Okay? You, you can rest assured that's what is in his heart the most. But he's also been given the assignment to church plant globally. And that's, that's a word that God has given him and Lynn, and it's a word that is propelling them forward. It's a word that wakes them up in the morning. It's a word that puts them to sleep at night. It's the word that has created vision, and now they're endeavoring to get you to catch the vision. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? So notice here how important vision is. I love talking about vision. It, it's, it's vitally important to living, and particularly living the way God wants you to live. God doesn't want us just existing. I quit just existing a long time ago. Glory to God. So once again, where there is no prophetic oracle from God, the people cast off restraint. In other words, when you don't have a vision, then you begin to lack discipline. When you don't have a vision, then you you have no drive. You, you, you don't have anything that propels you forward. You don't have the will to win. You don't have the will to keep going at it. As, as the message translation says in Hebrews chapter 6, that we are to follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. The message translation says, follow those who stay the course and get everything promised to them. I'm staying the course. How about you? I want everything God's promised to me. And the only way that I can expect to experience that is by staying the course, never giving up, never quitting, never turning back. Amen. Never allowing slothfulness to be a part of my nature or my character. Praise God. Are you still here? Look at your neighbor and say, this is good message. I don't know why you're not shouting. When they attend to what, uh, the message goes on to say, when they attend to what God says, they are most blessed. When they, are, when they attend to what God says, this prophetic oracle, then they are most blessed. Now, I like being blessed, but it sounds like to me most blessed is another level. <laughs> Anybody want to be most blessed? You know, we have a habit because my staff has heard me say it all these years. We have a habit back home when we greet one another, when we see each other in the mornings, when we come to work and so forth, uh, when we say something like, how you doing today? Most of my staff will say it because they've heard me say it over and over and over and over. How you doing today? I'm extremely blessed and highly favored. And when they say that, I will respond with, that's the only way to be. I'm extremely blessed and highly favored. Where'd you get that, Brother Jerry? Well, the Bible says that I have a better covenant founded upon better promises. I'm the seed of Abraham. Abraham was blessed and favored. If I have a better covenant, I must be extremely blessed and highly favored. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Look at somebody and say, I believe I'll take that. Tell somebody right now, I'm extremely blessed and I'm highly favored and I'm going for more. And give the Lord another shout of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. 
All right, praise God. That's my introduction. You ready? <laughs> Becoming maximum results minded. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 says this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then it goes on the next verse talking about some of the uh, mindsets that he had. But I want to focus on just the fact that it says, let this mind be in you. Let this mind be in you. The Amplified uses the, the, the word attitude. Let this attitude be in you. And the word attitude means a mental state involving beliefs, feelings, and values. A mental state involving beliefs, feelings, and values. Let this mind or let this attitude be in you. A mental state involving beliefs, feelings, and values. And then the New International Version adds this word. Let this mindset be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And the word mindset is defined as a habitual mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to certain situations. Let me read that again. A habitual mental attitude that determines how you will interpret and respond to certain situations. Now, to give you an example, way back there in 1969, I, as I began studying the Word, and of course, I had, I had to have a lot of help. Brother Copeland had reel-to-reel -reel tapes back then. Uh, Brother Hagin had reel-to-reel -reel tapes. Uh, Brother Hagin had maybe three or four books at that time. Brother Copeland didn't have any books. Uh, Oral Roberts became one of my mentors. He had books. He had resources. So I'm, I'm studying these men. They're helping me to learn the Bible and particularly who I am in Christ, what I am in Christ, what belongs to me in Christ and what I can do in Christ. And so uh, I, I began to realize how important it was that I developed certain mindsets different from the mindsets I'd had in the past. Now, you're probably just like I was. I was not trained in the word from a child. Thank God for churches that train their young people in the word as a child. Our church does it. You know, I, I grew up in a little country Baptist church down the road, just a wood frame church. And our pastor was a wonderful man. Everybody in our neighborhood loved him. But he didn't know the things that I'm talking to you about today. I never heard him once talk about the blessings of Abraham. I, I don't remember ever once him doing a sermon on renewing the mind. I do remember him saying, once saved, always saved. I do remember him saying, there's none righteous, no, not one. I do remember him saying, our righteousness is as filthy rags. Baptist, typical Baptist doctrine. But he was a wonderful man. You couldn't even sneeze that he wasn't knocking on your door wanting to know if he could pray for you. I mean, everybody loved him, but he didn't know these things, okay? So I realized after I began studying the Word, I'm going to have to change my mindset, particularly on everything I ever knew. How <laughs> I many of you ever felt that way? I remember 
First time I heard Kenneth Hagin, uh, he was in Tyler, Texas. And Carol and I drove to Tyler, Texas, about 100 miles from Shreveport, Louisiana, to hear this Kenneth Hagin. And the only reason we wanted to hear him is because Brother Copeland talked about him a lot. I never heard Kenneth Hagin before. And when we got there, of course, he preached on the scripture he wrote, Mark 11, 23 and 24. <laughs> you know, I mean, he preached on it all the time. I thought he wrote it. And, uh, and, and we were so high after we left that meeting that night. We, we were just on cloud nine, just what the word did to us, you know, and the hope that it brought. And uh, I remember we were walking out of that little hotel, only held about 100 people in there, and it was packed out. And we're walking out, and he had a, a little resource table that had three books on it. And one of them was called Right and Wrong Thinking. And I, they were only about 50 cents. I didn't have 50 cents. I spent everything I had on gas to get to Tyler, Texas. I just stood there and looked at them books. Right and wrong thinking. Prayer that brings results. And I believe the other one was uh, how to write your own ticket with God. I thought, oh man, I wish I had these books. And somebody walked up behind me and said, uh, Brother Jerry, you think those are some books we need? I said, oh yeah. She said, why don't I buy them? You study them, then you teach, me to them. teach them to me. I said, that's God. Buy all three of them, you know. <laughs> And the first one I read was right and wrong thinking. And my, my immediate response was, where has this man been all my life? Why didn't somebody tell me these things earlier? Has anybody felt that way when you first heard the truth? Amen. So I realized I'm going to have to change some mindsets. I'm going to have to change some things that I thought and some things that I believed that don't line up with God's word, you know? So once again, let this mind be in you, this attitude, this mindset. Let me give the definition again. A habitual mental attitude that determines how you interpret and respond to certain situations. Now, as I began studying the word, I got over to the book of Acts one day, Acts chapter 20. And Paul is talking to this group of people and he talks about various things that he had experienced. Holy Spirit had already told him in advance that every city that you go to, there will be trouble awaiting you. And then I read this phrase in verse 24. But none of these things moved me. Boy, that jumped off the pages into my heart. I, I ran in there to the uh, room where Carolyn was. I said, Carolyn, someday I'm going to be able to say this that no matter what Satan brings against me, none of these things move me. That didn't happen overnight, but I got there and I can truthfully say today, nothing Satan does moves me. Why? Because God has gotten me through every time. He's been faithful, never disappointed me one time. And he's been faithful all these years. And I have reason to believe he's going to continue to be faithful. So why would I let something that's not even permanent, it's temporal, subject to change, move me? That's right. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a good shout. See, that, that, was a, that was a new mindset that I had to develop. And praise God, it has is, it is served me well over these years because I've had a lot of things 
you don't, you don't be in the ministry and a ministry of faith for 54 years and not have opportunities to be challenged. That's right. Amen. I've been challenged many times, but none of these things move me. And God has never let me down. And I give him a great shout of praise for it. Praise God. Amen. Most of us have heard numerous sermons on the subject of the heart. Believing with the heart. But not as many have heard sermons on the mind. And the importance of thinking right thoughts. And how it's connected to right believing. Right thinking is divinely linked to right believing. Are you tired of settling for mediocrity? It's time to break free from limiting beliefs and unleash your maximum potential. Introducing today's transformational offer, the Becoming Maximum Results Minded Special Package. This remarkable package includes Jerry Savelle's eye-opening book, God's Word in Troubled Times, along with his power-packed 50th anniversary USB flash drive, featuring 50 of Jerry's most sought-after inspiring audio messages. In this package, Jerry reveals God's strategy for overcoming life's challenges, the keys to accessing supernatural blessing, how to experience unstoppable momentum in your life, and the secret to receiving God's promises. Don't wait any longer. Visit jerrysavelle.org or call us now to secure your copy of the Becoming Maximum Results Minded Special Package. Don't allow small thinking to hold you back. Begin to seize God's maximum results today. You know, your thoughts have everything to do with the way your life turns out. Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Do you want God's best? Do you want to experience maximum results in your life? Then it begins with the way you think. And then, of course, it believes it, it, it ends with the way you believe. And the way you believe is the way you're going to talk. So you need to start talking maximum results. Begin to talk that you have God's best, that Satan is no longer going to limit you, and you are no longer going to limit God. So determine today that you're going to do whatever it takes to get a new mindset and begin to think maximum results minded. Jerry is going to talk to you about some of our resources that are available today, so listen closely. Well, the best way to change the way you think is the transforming and the renewing of your mind. And you do that through the Word of God. And the best way to do it is hearing the Word over and over again. Dad has put this together. I guess your team has put this together. 50 of his messages through the years, some of the most popular and classic messages that he's done and they're all in one place. So you can put it on and just let it play all day long. And that's getting down on the inside that's of right. you. And it's renewing your mind and the way that you think. That's so, exactly the way I started. Yes. With Kenneth Copeland messages on real, real, real tapes, cassette tapes, yes. over and over and over. Yes. So it will transform the way you think. So I encourage you to go to jerrysavelle.org and order this. And also in this package comes a book that dad did called God's Word in Troubled Times. So you'll get both of these in the package. Don't delay because sometimes you can get busy and distracted and forget about it. So while it's on your mind right now, go to jerrysavelle.org and order your copy today. Amen. And thank you once again for joining us today. And partners, let me say how much we appreciate you 
You are such a blessing to our lives. And those of you that may be interested in becoming a partner with us, write to jerrysavelle.org or contact us through the website, jerrysavelle.org. Ask about being a partner. You won't regret it. There are special blessings in being a partner in this ministry. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Amen. Amen.